Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. I did not think I'd be doing this today. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 517, The Honeymoon, is brought to you by Hemostatic Granules, the only cereal not in the Hydra cafeteria. <laughs> well, well done, Pete. And here we are. Before we dive on into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., have to hit three quick things uh, to mention. Of course, later this weekend, we will be doing a brief uh, update podcast on our Jessica Jones feed, what with the season three announcement. Absolutely. We will jump from there, Matt. There's been some Star Trek Discovery casting news there's more to come we'll be bringing you a brief update early next week and uh last but not least of course here we are in the uh the waning weeks before infinity war can't wait for that 10 years in the making pete it is a great time to be geeking out all the stuff that we enjoy absolutely head on over to the marvel movie podcast by fantastic geek all 18 marvel cinematic universe movies for you ready to go get caught up on the way to infinity war when we catch you up on what went down our teaser matt in Herefordshire, england and simmons feeling good to be home Yes, they, uh, they're on the Quinjet there. They have their explosives. They have their ammo. They have yo-yo, too. Out the back of the jet they go. Really, really nice effect shot here. Heck, the episode opened with a nice effect shot of the, uh, the greens of Herefordshire upon Avon <laughs> on Bend and uh, all the green in the jet there. They have come a long way as they jump out that jet, and we hit the title card. Coming back in for our first act there, Matt, in that snowy landscape, we've got Talbot. He needs a breather. Uh, Coulson tells him no, though. Um, and Talbot uh, is talking to himself. Don't jump down his throat, he tells himself. Uh, Coulson explains they, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., were in the future. That's where they had gone. Uh, and Talbot announces he is done. Uh, Hale broke him. He's let down his country, his family. Uh, he'll never be able to look Carla in the eye again. And all of this seating for late in the episode and indeed for next week. OMG, Pete, Talbot spoiled the end of the episode for those willing to listen to his words. He's been broken. <laughs> he's letting us know. He's, he's giving a hint to Colson and the audience. We just didn't listen. Uh, oh, and Talbot is also freezing. We then cut to the evil base where Ruby finds that the, uh, the transport room is empty. You know, what with the end of last episode when Coulson and Talbot transported out of there. With that, she dons a stunt lady mask, which in no way is going to veil uh, when they put in a stunt lady for the actress. And she transports to those snowy climbs, ready to follow the footsteps. Pete, I guess we give Coulson a pass that he's not somehow obscuring his footprints in the snow because surely he must know that they can use the transport too to follow him. Yes, I do have to call shenanigans, although we might evaluate it in our level seven segment in a little bit, Matt. 
I watch with the subtitles on. I don't know if you were, uh, but I noted on Twitter there uh, when Ruby touched the device, the parenthetical in, I'm sorry, in brackets, warp drive whirring. Well, Pete, all I know is this. Every TV show and movie should be made with the highest level of quality. But you know what, Pete? Nobody grows up saying, I hope one day I can look at scripts and type the closed captions uh, and fill in the blanks where I have to. So you know what? Maybe that person, Pete, while I watched a video today, there was an assistant to the producer on the movie Volcano in 1997. You know who he was? Kevin Feige. So maybe the person who wrote those closed captions 20 years from now will be writing great warp drive stories with the agents (laughs) of shield. I don't know. Let's hope. Uh, Daisy and Deke get together here. We get Ruby obviously on the scene, throwing her, uh, throwy things. Uh, and Daisy shows up and quakes Ruby down with Talbot already down. Uh, May is there and, uh, Coulson wants to know how, They found him. Um, The explanation, of course, Robin, uh, which Coulson refers to as cheating. Uh, Yes, a little little more story shenanigans here. We, of course, had the scene in Zephyr 1 where uh, Daisy makes the executive decision. We can't find Coulson. Just land the jet anywhere. Cut to Daisy showing up exactly when she's needed um, to have the fight there. But the good news, Pete we get the much-vaunted Daisy-Ruby showdown. Ruby does some monologuing. You know, she's the archvillain and such. Uh, They fight for a bit. Deke takes out a gun. He can't get the shot. It's all tense. Uh, For some reason, Daisy and Quake fight hand-to-hand instead of Daisy just force-blasting her at any moment. Uh, Daisy gets sliced. Then she force-blasts Ruby into a tree. Yay, the good guys win. That's when the machine gun cries out deke is hit it's mama hail and that's your daisy ruby fight of the week yes and uh hail orders the extraction team here uh we've got colson we've got deke we've got daisy back on to zephyr one uh they gotta get this plane in the air matt and of course he's been hit but they've got him we have the act break. We come back. Deke, he's going to bleed out. My recommendation would be do a CBC Chem 7, search for the <laughs> subdermal hematoma stat. Uh, they do slow the bleeding with, you know, like field medic stop the, the he, bleeding stuff. He, hemostatic granules. Our, that, that, our tonight's sponsor, Matt. Come on. Uh, they're so tasty, Pete. They really do. They are. You they do bind me up a little milk. bit. You can you, you just supply blood. Yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, though, they need Simmons ASAP, but she's not answering. Cut to the lighthouse where Mac is finally lit up by Piper. I just want to say, Pete, you know, uh, Piper actress, very nice actress, uh, you know, good stunts, etc. I-, I will forever be suspicious of Piper. Uh, I will say this, the code to let him out, 62882. Can somebody get on that? I don't know if that's a little code. Or is that going to tell us where the uh, the Cerebrus vents are on the island or something like that? But <laughs> I just, it was so like in our face, 62882. I don't know what's up there. It fits bad. I don't know. We do an info dump. Pete, your thoughts. 
Matt, actress Brianna Venskis, killing it right now. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Walking Dead. Okay, uh, she's she's recently done some Supergirl. She's she's been around and she's getting it done. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can't ask for much more as a as a supporting actor or actress or I'll just say actor in the gender neutral way um, than recurring on a network show, recurring on, you know, a top flight cable show. You know, hopefully we see more of her uh, in the future, just not, you know, like the, the earth is destroyed future. Cause I, I'm, I'm all full with agents in space. What the hell fits is evil again. Where'd they go? We get the necessary story catch up here. Uh, and then back to jolly old England, we go Matt where there's a bridge. Uh, Simmons seems to have found them a way in yo-yo notes, the radiation signs, not a good way to go. Uh, they would find out the, the Invincible Three here that they are not so invincible via radiation. Uh, but Fitz says they would find more radiation at a dentist office. And Yo-Yo uses Chekhov's hands, Matt, to take off the lock on the gate. Interesting bit of business in this scene. I love me some Fitz. I love me some Simmons. I love me some Yo-Yo. But... You see signs that there's radiation. Fitz has a Geiger counter. Why are you wasting time talking about the flowers? Uh, I think it was a Geiger counter app, Matt. Well, (laughs) fair enough. I mean, I guess the answer is probably, you know, because we got to give Fitz and Simmons and Yo-Yo some business here other than they walk in. Um, Then there's the odd moment where Fitz says, looks like getting your arms cut off isn't all that bad, which Pete, I don't know that it's ever a good time to make jokes to your yeah. amputee friend about their yeah. horrific injury. Um, well, as she often does, Simmons saved him uh, after you, beautiful. Back to Zephyr One we go. Daisy blames Deke. Deke's just yelling at her, you know, he wanted to protect her and such. Pete, there's two things in the air. One is the sizzle of white-hot sexuality between the two the other is the smell of iron. That's because he's spitting up blood. I'm more worried about the second one. Side note, when you get a field medic thing to stop your blood with the salivary glandules or whatever they are, uh, don't start yelling and get your blood pressure up and get your body moving. Um, yeah, I was definitely, from, from the moment they started arguing, okay, this is not a good idea. And then, of course, we get the first we know there's more coming Chekhov's cough now um, and not a good situation. But before that, they argue here about uh, Deke being the reason they needed to retreat, that he's not an agent. Daisy later, uh, the subject of Colson and May's very heavy discussion if Daisy is indeed ready to lead here, she's showing she can. She's she's making the tough call, but maybe going a little easier on the people she orders around. And then Deke starts vomiting blood. In the lighthouse, we get the fastest scene ever. It's an info dump where Colson gets brought up to speed with a bunch of stuff. Plus, Piper will guide Mac to patch up Deke because she took some medic courses once and Mac knows how to fix cars. So 
I guess that's uh, well, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. health insurance. A little bit more there. He's got a steady hand. He's not afraid of the sight of blood. But yes, rather brief scene here. Uh, we go from that to a hail mother daughter not look at each other and talk pete there's so much there's so much angst there's teenage angst there's mom angst here the solution mom is putting ruby in her room punishing her for not following orders don't forget we need creole darn it kind of in this episode perfectly fun episode fine episode Where's Carl Creole, man? Uh, at this point, mom slams Ruby into a wall. Oh, man, maybe Ruby is going to call Hydra Protective Services or something. I don't know. Uh, Do I need to force you, mom says. With that, Ruby is put into her room, which looks comfy, but she's shocked. I was initially confused, peep, then I realized all her posters are down, all her pictures and stuff. I hate you, mom. You don't let me have up my, my, my Quake this and my... I don't know what the kids listen to these days. My K-pop that. I hate you, mom. I hate you. Moms and or dads are the worst. Fitz notes that the power is being diverted to the second floor on the installation. They are scouting. However, there's nothing there. There's an encrypted radio signal coming from where? Oh, it's coming here. They hide and we find the superior here, Anton Ivanov, and his mech guards. They're providing security. So, of course, we know we're in the right place. Yo-Yo notes, a man who can't die, huh? Mavioso. We get the act break and come back, Pete, to what could be. I don't want people to get upset at the prospect of possibly no renewal for next season because all all signs do currently indicate towards a you know some kind of renewal. Pete, hmm. we can get one more year over the air. I think that the Disney streaming thing could be you know home for more stuff, whether it's Agents of Shield, you know, TV movies, movies, miniseries, whatever you want to call it. But Pete, I want to pitch after this act break here, coming out of this act break, I want to pitch a spinoff series to you, Mac and Piper, MD. They're on the job learning doctors, learning doctor stuff in, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s most most uh, wild and crazy emergency room. Your thoughts, Pete? Uh, so long as they're not playing doctor, if uh, Yo-Yo's still in the picture, Matt. Um, Mac has the wound almost cleared out here. Piper thinks it's a hemothorax. This is where Matt makes an ER reference. Uh, subdermal hematoma. Let's get x-rays on that and get him up to uh, surgery. Stat. Stat. Um, but she's not read. Piper hasn't that chapter yet. Uh, Talbot and Colson convene Matt, uh, behind the surgical field, uh, where Colson explains to Talbot that this is the kid from the future. Um, Coulson also explains about the alien overlords, not little green men, Matt, but big blue ones. Coulson also has an old injury that's acting up that, um, Talbot is learning about for the first time. And also that it may be Daisy who cracks the world apart and Talbot wonders why Coulson is still sending her on missions before May interrupts. 
Yes, May wants a private conversation. Ming-Na Wen has a little extra fire here, too, as May is worried about being kept on the sidelines. Yeah, me too. All the stuff that May suggests was made for very cool scenes. Why didn't we get them? Uh, but then, Pete, the world stops. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. world stops as May says, let me speak. And he, uh, she says that Coulson needs to protect himself for those who love him. And, Pete, are you sitting down right now? I am now. Strap yourself in because May says she loves him. Hashtag Felinda forever. Hashtag rainbows in our hearts and fireworks in our minds. That'll shut him up. Oh boy. Hoochie mama. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, to transition from Daisy to the ones that love him. Uh, and that's me. I love you. And that would shut Phil Coulson up. The only way to leave that scene, Matt, is to catch back up with our boy, KBS, Kid Von Strucker. Holla at your boy, Kid Von Strucker. He has it all figured out as he wanders on into Ruby's uh, room. He's sweet on her, Pete. That's why he's got her digits memorized. No, I'm not talking about her phone or some other digits. I'm talking about the door to unlock her prison room. Um, and he has everything all figured out. But, says Ruby, that will make mom mad. And KVS, like every bad boyfriend who comes around, proposes maybe maybe she needs to rebel. Maybe she needs to tear mom apart. Back to Fitzsimmons and Yo-Yo, or as my notes call them, FSY. We're going to plan B, Matt. Uh, Ivanoff, uh takes a phone call from Hale, uh, talk about him getting a chance in the chamber. He wants his opportunity here. Another step to become superior men. Da. Which, by the way, the subtitles had lowercase s for superior, lowercase m for man. I guess it works either way. Um, Simmons at this point blows up a dummy explosion thing outside, which... They were, they, the show, they were really, really, really proud of that pyrotechnic display because it was like multiple angles and that, mm -hmm. that, that thing shot up really high. I, I don't think they were expecting what they got. What they got was, Pete, it was fire and it was fury just shooting on out of there everywhere. It was a beautiful thing. That, of course, leads to an investigation where the, uh, the, the mech bureau goes to investigate that opens up the door for Fitzsimmons and Yo-Yo to make their way into the secret chamber. Take us in there, Pete. Yes. Having found that there is no connection to the water main in the hose, they open the door there. They close it. Yo-Yo wants to destroy all of it. Uh, they should have brought more explosives, Matt. You know, the ones they just used in that big, beautiful blast. Um, but they find under a sheet, Matt, something that looks suspiciously like Captain America's enhancement pod. It might have been kept under a sheet, Pete, but you can't keep that pod away. The, as my notes say, the superior tube of power. It's there. It's ready to be used to be continued because back to Hale's base we go 
Turns out she's cool with Ivanov being the test subject. And she tells that to a lady assistant whose name is mentioned in the subtitles. But didn't stick with me. But I did notice that she was talking to a lady assistant. Pete, let's stick a pin in that because she's going to show up later on in the episode. Yes. And again, the uh, exposition that Ivanov wants to be the first into the chamber. Uh, Hale's concentration is broken. She finds Ruby's door ajar. Uh, she heads in and Ruby confronts her. You didn't think I'd still be in here. Um, that's of course, cause kid Von Strucker is on the loose and the tearful scene between the two of them, Matt general Hale has great plans for her daughter, you know, like Whitehall had for you, evil mom. <gasps> you always try and control me, mom. She's she's every angsty teen ever, okay? You make me do things like brush my teeth and go to bed on time and kill dogs, all right? But she's eliminated all weaknesses, except for loving you, Mom. But wait a minute, Pete. That's a fake out. They hug. Hale's one weakness is being a mom. Hale gets flipped. She gets locked in the room. Pete, sick one for the new generation and power to the people. Yes, uh, she promises as she locks her mother in there that she'll make her proud. Uh, KVS storms the guards there, shoots them, uh, tells them to get the thing ready for transport. Uh, How did it go, Matt, on Ruby's end? She reports they are free and clear. We get ourselves an act break. Got to pay those bills. Come on back. Talbot is in a pre-dress of the rock-breaking future guy's office. What was his name, Pete? The guy with the eye? Oh, God. You know, that guy, the rock-breaking boss guy. Um, And and do you get it there? It's a pre-dress because it's a set redress, but it's pre because it's in the past. See what I did there? Uh, He sees Daisy. He gets flashed back to being shot by her doppelganger. Um, he calms down. He's been brought a change of clothes. He wants to talk to his family. But he can't, of course. Hale's looking for them. Uh, but Daisy wants to make the next move. She needs info info from Talbot. Everything he told Hale. Everything he knows about. Uh, he knows about the base. Pete, that's going to be a gripping scene to watch on screen later in this episode, I bet. Absolutely. Um, it's going to take a while, however, Talbot says... So you can come back to me at the very end of the episode. Uh, After it's all happened off screen. Indeed. Back to uh, FSY, Matt, Fitzsimmons, and Yo-Yo here with the device. Simmons explains that uh, we'll combine the particles. It's how Creel got his powers. And uh, Yo-Yo, do you have any hints, you know, from future you? Um, she didn't want to tell Mac, but they have to let Coulson die. Which, uh, Pete, this is episode 517, correct? Correct. 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. We have five episodes to go. Yo-Yo, can you lay off the kill off Coulson for good bit with only five episodes to go after this? Because I'm starting to get a little scared. Well, one thing to note in the dialogue here, Matt, the other me the other her that is uh yo-yo 
said that uh, trying to save Colson led to the end, Matt. The end underlined if you're catching what I'm putting down and the title of the season five finale. Uh, what's the title of the season five finale? Do, do I want to know? The end. Wow, that's kind of a downer. Well, Pete, let's let's focus on this episode now, the here and the now. Uh, they are ready to attack the mechs. Yo-Yo says, I'm just going to use my superpowers, like, finally, because she... here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's We're back to Superman and Kryptonite. Yo-Yo could have been doing her yo-yo thing at every single opportunity. I know why she didn't, because her hands aren't working and there's a blah, blah, blah. But, like, she could have been using it well before this. But here's where she finds out that she can't. Uh, it's later explained why. I guess we can get there when we get there. But her hands aren't working. That's going to mess up them successfully having success in the plan. T- Pete, take us back to ER. Mac and Piper here uh, working on Deke. And you know, Matt, you know what I like to do when I'm not a surgeon and I'm being trained by someone who is also not a surgeon but may have read something about being a surgeon. I like to have a conversation about someone who's not there. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's uh, what you do. And Mac You find the bleeder, you pull the bullet, all that stuff. Right? But, you know, you got to pass the time, man. And uh, Mac explains that when it comes to Yo-Yo, one minute he is terrified for her, the next he is furious with her. Um, That's why Matt, he likes working with engines, you know, taking things apart, putting them back together again. Not so much with human beings. And, of course, as the surgery goes south, they need to find the source of the bleeding. The bullet must have nicked an artery. And he's going in. Yes. Uh, Deke wakes up, gets knocked out. Uh, All they have to do now, Pete, is sew up that artery. I'm sure that's not a big deal. I don't know. I'm almost done with the second season of ER. I'm sure I could sew up an artery at this point. Uh, Back in England, to England we go. Uh, Yo-Yo is in pain. That's because when she sends the fast signals to her body, the arms can't process it. So right now they're processing them all at once and it leads to pain. Uh, That leads Fitzsimmons to fighting side by side. Pete, in what I'm realizing only in retrospect, may have been this kind of Butch and Sundance, you know, kind of moment here. Yeah, the the mech arms not responding. Uh, They send her away. Uh, they give her a quick explanation, not a solution here. But Fitzsimmons, Matt, they have a new rule. They're never leaving each other's side anymore. Um, and Fitz is sorry. He apologizes that this is not the honeymoon she dreamed of, Simmons, that is. Okay, nonsense. She wants to protect the man that she loves and of course the gunplay matt and the the air of invincibility is shattered when her gun jams pete the line of the episode the line of the story arc so far nay a line that will be on some sort of you know agents of shield retrospective whether that's shown it you know at your comic-con or somebody puts it together on youtube Simmons is protecting England from evil robots with the man she loves. 
I mean, Pete, that's just awesome. But as you mentioned, the guns jam, go out in the hall, Yo-Yo sees Ivanov, it's showtime there, but ding, ding, time to take an act break. Act five begins, Matt, with Fitzsimmons, and the Simmons part of the pair uh, hoping, pleading with Fitz that uh, if he still believes that time can't be changed, and he explains that our perception of time is an illusion, and you know what? Yeah, maybe Simmons doesn't want to hear about that right now before we cut back to Yo-Yo and Ivanov, um, and... He can't feel pain anymore. Uh, she is now part machine. He's died a couple dozen times, and uh, he's ready to not give her any more second chances. But wait, we know she kind of gets second chances or doesn't die or whatever, which I think gives her a little extra vim and vigor. Uh, she realizes the totality of his robot body, pushes him out a window, takes herself with him. That's doing the old Ivanov surf down to the floor. Uh, and he lands, cut to the mechs. They are suddenly, uh, you know, taken out. Pete, they don't have no strings on them anymore because they were cut, <laughs> because they were connected to Ivanov. Whew. Now Fitzsimmons aren't going to die. Yes, of course, they drop. And uh, who's superior now? Uh, Yo-Yo reasons to herself that he was controlling them and a drone speeds away before we go back to Deke. We do. This is the obligatory, and that's not a complaint, the obligatory Jeff Ward funny, funny scene. I wonder how much of this was scripted, how much of this was was uh, improvised. He's on a lot of drugs. Deke, not Jeff Ward, who I'm sure is hashtag drug-free. He monologues about mutual mouth mushing with Daisy, about secret handshakes with Mac, and uh, then his brain is sliding out and he, he goes sleepy time again just as Daisy enters. Phew, that was a close call, Pete. And convenient. Uh, he's, uh, he, she's got the, uh, the weird... Uh, happening the uh, signal from all the mechs there. They've been able to trace it. Cut to Fitz, Matt, who is not damaged, um, catching up with Simmons after the gunplay. But Ruby interrupts. How cute. So is Kid Von Strucker, Matt. Uh, you know, these two, Fitz and Simmons, were there when S.H.I.E.L.D. tortured him. Uh, get a quick flashback of him checking out the, uh, the machine specifications and Ruby has Simmons at knife point there that they will fix the particle pod or she will bleed out. Did Fitz have a choice, Matt? Certainly he's suggesting he never had a choice. To end the act, we come back with the tag scene. Talbot is looking at his old record just as Daisy arrives. Uh, she thanks him for all his off-screen help. That was a lot of help, so thanks. Also, call your son. Tell him that you love him. He calls Carla, uh, and we just see the one side of the conversation in, uh, initially 
pass on a message to George, telling him his father loves him very much. But then, Pete, it becomes clear, I think, first to our ears. Then, of course, mm-hmm. we cut to Carla. Brainwashing codes are being given by Hale's assistant. Are you ready to comply? Happy to. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys. Matt, let's begin with Ruby. Yes, Ruby now, rebellious Ruby, uh, chafing against the system that has kept her in in, in line, kept her uh, under the control of mom and Hydra and Hydra mom, etc. Um, I wonder if I'm supposed to connect a little bit more with her rebelliousness, or maybe... Uh, I'm just I'm just too old, Pete. Maybe I uh, I somehow on some weird level, maybe I'm I'm General Hale in this situation. Uh, but it is fun. I mean, we, the, joking aside, this does tie back to that perpetual, you know, the perpetual high schooler in all of us. And like, you know, I hate you, mom. You don't like my posters. Don't let me glaive people to death. I hate you. You're supposed to connect with her rebelliousness. You're supposed to connect with the rebelliousness of her outfit. Uh, the anachronistic nature of it, Matt. And more than anything else, you are supposed to connect with her situation that she can't please her mother. Uh, She wants to, yet she's got to go against it because their missions do not align. I will say this, Pete. I will correct myself from last week. The portion of her fighting outfit that I thought was more a gauzy material is uh, is actually just some padding. I think to you know, it's down it's the front. quilted, but it it is still, you know, kind of meant to be provocative. And all right, we get it. You know, this is an attractive young woman, and you know, you you work with what you have. Um, but, you know, do we do we need the window there? Do do we need to do that? Could we not just make it solid? Can can we not, you know, have that be a thing? Well, Pete, from daughter to mother, we have uh, Hale doubling down on her baddiness to some degree in this episode. Yes. Second episode here uh, in a row with Hale in her her Hydra uh, high um shoulder pad uh look and uh really at odds with her out of control kid here you know maybe if she was a better hydra mom this wouldn't have happened pete what if okay next season on agents of shield or something what if we get the goldbergs meets agents of shield and we get like a flashback like four episode mini thing of like it's called like the hydra hails and it's like mom you can't dress like it's the 1980s hydra anymore and you know stuff like that i'm just i want i want to keep the show going pete i mean maybe we can get some time travel involved given that hail was in high school um in the 90s Anything's possible, Matt. You know, Colson, uh, Clark Gregg reported to his new job as he's finishing season five, we hope, and not the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, uh, pointing out on his Instagram the Nick Fury uh, 
you know, little uh, name tag on some piece of set for Captain Marvel, uh, wherever it is they're filming, likely in Burbank. <laughs> well, Pete, let's keep it going here on S.H.I.E.L.D. We have Ivanov, who is always such a such a welcome villain on screen. Uh, here he dies again. I guess we could assume it's you know just another one of those several dozen deaths and that he can be back when the story calls for him. I like how uh, Ivanov can continue growing his hair in different robot incarnations and make it a little bit different than when we've seen him last. I kid, but um, yeah, controlling the mechs here, whatever that drone was that took off, however that figures in. There's some mystique around him, I think, beyond what we already knew that, uh, you know, you had the head. It's being uh, sequestered away someplace. It's controlling all these other versions. And uh, now he's somehow connected with these mechs. It, it adds another layer. Well, Pete, let's wrap up our villainous talk here with uh, good old KVS. And uh, he is—he—he's uh, up to no good, Pete. I think he tried to diverge from that family business. But he's come on back to—to uh, to, I don't know, stir in the pot. They pull you back in, Matt. Hydra does. Um, it's the—the the difference here between Ivanov and uh, old KVS is, you know, the—the the physical threat versus the mental one. And though he does wield a gun in this episode. It's his mind that Kid Von Strucker is there for. Of course, he's going to get the machine uh, going. Of course, they're going to enact their dastardly plan. They have Fitzsimmons at the end of the episode. They might be invincible, but they're in danger. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize, Matt. Pete, we get... What has been asked for from many vocal fans on Twitter, we get a glimmer of hope for a little romance between Phil Coulson and Melinda May. Is it enough, Pete, in this episode? Will we see more in the future? I would bet my life on it. What's not enough, Matt, is not enough Ming-Na Wen in this episode. Ming-Na Wen, will we get enough of Ming-Na Wen? It is weird that we have an episode where essentially May complains about not being in the episodes enough, then does Felinda fan service, then exits. That does not make me happy. I don't think the amount she was in this episode makes anybody happy. You get the bang for your buck, though. You get the the admission of love. You get the the stunned reaction from Coulson. Knowing that that finale has been publicly named now, Matt, all a question of, uh, you know, is it season? Is it series? Is it for certain characters? We're a couple episodes away from finding out. We sure are. That's going to get here really, really fast. Any other theories, Pete? What is with the drone that Yo-Yo saw get away after taking out Ivanov is does that contain we had warp drive before Matt I'll go Star Trek on you again does that contain his robot Katra well 
I wasn't clear whether that was meant to be a drone or that was meant to be a full-size plane. It looked a little bit like the uh, the the Osprey plane that kind of has it can be helicopter mode and front propeller mode. Uh, so you know, mild finger wag at the show if you thought it was you know something that that was less than five feet across, and I thought it was something that could you know perspective carry all this stuff. Yeah, um, I'm going to stick with my theory that it was a full-size plane and maybe that was Ivanov Prime or the Ivanov brain in a jar uh, escapeing as they say well Matt no escape no surrender for our patrons on patreon.com indeed they are our team out there they are our Fitzsimmons they are our yo-yo keeping things going and uh, the support always appreciated and, uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash fantasticgeek to see how you can level up. The honeymoon will never end, we promise. Transmissions. Let's check the wire, Matt. To, ooh, sorry. To the reviews, Matt, left on iTunes. Uh, it's Frank Castle from New Jersey writes in, uh, hey guys, you already know you guys are the number one MCU podcast out. And I listened to a few, but y'all are the Steph Curry and the Kevin Durant of the MCU coverage. Currently in the middle of my Marvel Thon, Civil War to be exact. Just keep doing what you're doing and giving the MCU fans what they want. Well, kind words there indeed. Definitely well, going to have to. Who's who though, Matt? Am I Steph Curry? Are you Durant? I mean, I'm 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 from from downtown. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that the the DJ himself should decide for us. Get in touch with us there. Let us know. Uh, let us know which end of the thing uh, we're on in your view. Thanks again for your review, and we'll let you know just a moment here who's winning that prize in tonight's drawing. But Matt. Take us to the Twitter for this week's poll. To our Twitter poll we go, Pete. The four choices here. Four stars, Mavaliso. Three stars, May Loves Phil. Two stars, Two Minute Showdown. One star, I, I, I'm particularly proud of this one, Pete. Shot in the deke. Uh, surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, zero percent votes. Zero votes for one star. 4% for two stars, 30% for three stars, 65% for four stars. So another episode with uh, some high votes there. I don't believe the highest of the season, but certainly some great praise there. Some feedback on Facebook. Matt, first from Dan, the webmaster. Hi, Pete and Matt. Still loving AOS this season and enjoying the podcasts. We've, we've never gotten the PH in front of podcasts Ooh. before, Matt. Ooh. I like it. Two points on Inside Voices. I think the choice of the accidental gunshot towards FNS Fitzsimmons was to show that any, all caps, attempt to kill them will somehow invoke chance to shield them from harm. Also, I don't think Creel can actually be oiled up because oil is insulating and he wouldn't have been able to jumpstart Coulson's ticker 
with a layer of oil on him. I think it's oil in reality, but masquerading as sweat in the storyline. Tongue out emoji. Yes, I certainly would agree. And I know he's saying it uh, somewhat tongue in cheek there. Yeah, I have no doubt that in between scenes, hair and makeup is over there and they're like, I think the guy's name is Brian. Brian, we just need to spray you down one more time. We're not getting enough sheen. We we did an extra good mix of baby oil and 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 I don't know what else you would use other than baby oil. But yes, for the character, it's because he's such a hardworking guy with his muscles and such. So where was Creel tonight, Pete? This episode could have only been better with Creel. He was, uh, yeah, not around. JT Adkins also writes into Facebook, we know the timeline has to change, so Invincibles could die, or nobody could die. Not even Robin's mom, which would no doubt change the timeline. We also wasn't Robin's last drawing before this episode a drawing of May, an old Robin, not May, and the Calvary kid whose name escapes me? Well, as for the timeline thing, I just want to throw an X factor in there. If they know, if, if the people behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. know how Infinity War ends up, and if it's some sort of, you know, like, multiverses collide kind of thing like it is possible that shield could could take a cue from that and we could have like we could have the impermanence of the timeline simultaneous to and it's not awful we have a solution like the solution could be external from agents of shield which maybe is not the best thing for agents of shield because it needs to have its own story arc but i wonder if that's not a possibility too i i I apologize i can't um, specify it more clearly, but you know, I don't know what Infinity War will ultimately be about. I can exclusively tell you, Matt, that definitively, um, no one outside of the Infinity War production has seen the finished cut, nor will that be screened for critics. So there is going to be a gap. We're not exactly sure of how much, but there will be a gap that uh, people do not see, including at the premiere, until the night that the film is in theaters. We will be seeing it uh, two weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Um, Yes, and I think that that is a perfect point to bring up as well, that, you know, the likelihood that they've been whispered a one sentence synopsis. Okay. Maybe the likelihood that they've seen a 20 page story treatment, probably zero time will tell Pete. This is the big, uh, you know, I don't know. This, this is, this is the, the biggest thing in the MCU, obviously. So you just hope that agents of shield, which will have, um, I mean, there'll be the an episode that comes out the weekend it um, it airs. That's episode five nineteen, entitled Option Two, and then the uh, episode five twenty, five twenty one, five twenty two. You hope that those four episodes uh, or three, depending on you know on when you see the movie in relation to Shield, you just hope that there's a fit that makes sense and it's not it's not a really incongruous thing. But time will tell. They are eager to talk about what takes place after 
Infinity War, but obviously the world not just ready for that yet. But Matt, what we're ready for is the moment of truth. I'm ready to pick the winner of the giveaway here for our latest iTunes review raffle. Are you ready? I am. Do you have your giant spinny spinny bucket ready to go? I do. I'm going to reach in here, get it shifting around real good. And the winner of a Star Wars The Last Jedi digital download code is Robert T. Frost. There you go, Pete. With one contest ending, I'm sure, and not even I'm sure, I know, I'm looking at the thing we discussed off mic. Uh, we'll be doing another contest before too yes. long. But uh, hats off there to Robert T. Frost, a winner tonight. Congratulations. Please get in touch with me via Facebook. I know I can see Robert there. Uh, and we'll get you this digital download so you can be uh, last Jediing and uh, your childhood could be ruined just like everyone else's childhood that could, that was ruined because of the last Jedi that will be re-ruined again by Solo, a Star Wars story to the tune of probably like 350, 400 million domestic. I'm kidding. They're both great movies. <laughs> well, Pete, with that, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You mentioned the Facebook. We're going to loop around that back to the end. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, -E -E 9,891 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you like. Visit fantasticgeek.com. Leave a comment there. Email fantasticgeek at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram where we are Fantastic Geek as well. Pete, Facebook time. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH all one word. Cambridge Analytica free. <laughs> like it today. Well, Pete, as aforementioned, we will be back uh, on the Pop Culture Podcast this weekend and on the Jessica Jones Podcast feed to talk some more uh, about the Season 3 renewal. Uh, also, some Star Trek in our future soon as we talk about Star Trek Discovery and the latest goings-on there. And uh, we, of course, will be back with the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, this time next week. And uh, with that, I will say adios to all our listeners, Pete, and give you the final word. We're free and clear. 